Hey everyone, welcome to Savage to Sage, where we explore the evolution of entrepreneurs. In this show, we hear from leaders on the challenges and breakthroughs that have shaped them on their journey toward becoming a sage. Hey everybody, welcome to the Savage to Sage podcast. I have the honor of uh, introducing to you Ryan Grimes, the president of My IT Indie. Ryan, thank you so much for being on the show today. You're welcome, Kyle. Thank you for having me. This is going to be a good time. Yes. So you have been the president of My IT Indie for close to 20 years. Can you tell me about this company and kind of you know how it's evolved from the start to here today? Sure. So we started uh, back in 2004. I didn't know anything about running a company. I was just like, I'm a tech, uh, I'm a technician. I'm good at this. Uh, I could totally start a business. Um, and I could, but I had no idea how hard it was. And this was back 20 years ago with technology. So technology was a lot simpler back then. And we talk about you know, technolo- technological evolution as kind of being parallel to medicine, right? Because back when I was a kid, you had a, you had a doctor and that doctor pretty much did everything for you. Um, but now everything's a specialization. So, you know, oh, hey, your heart rate's a little weird. Let's get you over to a cardiologist. Or, hey, you've got this weird thing on your skin. Let's get you over to a dermatologist. And, and they have all these specialties. Well, technology is kind of the same way at this point. Like we've got outsourced security operation centers. We've got network operation centers. We've got uh, logging. We've got EDR, XDR, MDR. And we've got all these things that we have to be in charge of. And it's so much more complicated. Uh, I, looking back, like I, I honestly don't even know if I could start a, a properly managed IT company today uh, with one person. There's, it's, it's so complicated and so hard to do it properly. You have to have a team. Mm, that's interesting insight. Very interesting insight. Like I see on your tagline for LinkedIn, you're helping CEOs use technology to, to service and grow their businesses. Like that seems like that's what, you know, my IT indie does. Can you tell me more about that? Sure. So we, if you were a company that came to us, you'd be like, Hey Ryan, uh, we want to talk about you handling our technology. And what you're typically thinking of is, Hey, I need help with like help desk or some project stuff or our Wi-Fi sucks or something along those lines. But as we work together, we get to know your company. So we help you and your and your employees manage your technology and figure out how to use it to better your company. For instance, can we automate some things? Can we integrate some things? Can we get your marketing going, get your tie-ins? We don't dabble in social media a lot at this point, but it's something we definitely point you towards in order to differentiate your, your business and to help you and not only be safe and protected, but to use technology to grow. Like, can your employees work from home? Are they tied to the desk? Like you and I were talking earlier, like we've worked with, we've come into companies and they've been like, okay, here's your, here's the phone, here's their desktop and here's their monitor and everything and the servers down the hall and everything is done here. It's like, well, I wouldn't, I mean, I'm getting close to 50. Like I wouldn't want to work in those conditions. Why would somebody <laughs> half my age want to do that? Right. When you've grown up with, uh, with, with tablets and phones and everything being portable. So we help especially more seasoned business owners understand that technology has to be fluid. You have to be flexible. And if you can achieve those things with your in-house technology, you will make your employees happier. And everyone knows happy employees do more work and they're, they don't leave. Um, it's, a better, it's a better culture. So we really help businesses uh, establish a healthy working relationship with their employees with their technology. That's impressive. 
that's impressive to connect the technology to the direct impact to the actual business. So I think that's really unique. You know, that's awesome. How did you discover that to be a problem? And then how has that problem changed through time? We always try to live on the forefront of technology. Like we are, we're always looking forward that that's part of what makes us as good as we are because we're looking to see what's coming next and how we can, you know, in, we will establish when it's ready, you know, because not everything that's brand new is ready because it's got problems. Well, once it becomes ready, then we, we go to our clients and say, hey, we should take a look at this because this is the future. And at some point, we're going to have to do this. Like with chat GPT, like it's a new hotness out there. We are integrating it into all of our platforms internally for testing. Why? Because it is the something like that is the future. And I use it on a weekly basis. We use it internally quite a bit. And it's it's a game changer for what we use it for. Is it going to replace a human? Probably not. Is it going to make my life easier? Yes. And that's worth money to me. So the best point of reference we give on modernizing businesses is back when uh, the government said, by the way, none of you guys can be open. Everyone has to work from home. Uh, we saw that coming because we, you know, we're, we were, again, looking forward. We saw Europe was you know, having to close. And I said, okay, this is coming here to the Midwest in the United States at some point. How are we going to get all of our clients to, to, to be able to accomplish all their tasks from anywhere, if it's, if it's at home or some people are in the office? And more importantly, how are they going to be in business when this is done? So we, we met with every single one of our managed clients and went through every single one of their systems and said, okay, great, here's, you know, here's where we need you to be at. And we've got about 90 days to get there because we're going to close. And we, first off, we ate every minute of time of that because I was like, I'm not billing you for this. We're just going to make it happen. And my accountant was very mad at me because we ate a lot of payroll. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I want my customers to be there in two years or three years when this is done. And uh, we went through all that with every single one of our clients and got them, literally pushed them forward like five years technologically, some of them, in the span of 90 days because they had old antiquated phone systems. We got them voice over IP systems they could use at home. Uh, they used an on-premise server or storage appliance. We got them up into the cloud and showed everyone how to use it. And it, we really modernized businesses. And it, I think the only thing we couldn't ever figure out, and that's fine, was we couldn't re, 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 uh, redirect mail. They're just they're not going to mess with that. And some people had checks coming in. I'm like, look, go to the office, get your checks. And there was something else I couldn't remember. Oh, uh, for faxing. they uh, We couldn't port over their numbers to e-faxing fast enough. Uh, so they had to go in and get faxes at the office. Which, yes, some of our clients have fax machines. They deal with government agencies that have to fax. Um, but everything else we got to be more modern. And those people still haven't gone back to the office full time. They're just like, no, I'm never going back. Like this is where I, people can sit at home and they can walk into their office. They can have their nice shirt on, but then they have their pajama bottoms and they can just sit there and do, they can get all their work done or, or they can remote into their, you know, their work computer if they have a desktop and they can connect to any of the systems at the office and get their work done and log off and be done. Like, even people that are not young are like, this is great. Like I don't have, you know, a, an hour commute each way or 45 minute commute each way or have to remember to pack lunch or have to arrange daycare for kids or grandkids. You know, it's really changed how lives can be. And nobody really wants to go back to being in the office full time for the most part. That's incredible. I mean, when you tell that story about, you know, COVID and what you did with your clients, I think of just like proactive response towards your clients. Like just you were thinking ahead, thinking on their best interest, 
helping them through that transition, like that's incredible. That's like one of full stacks uh, values. It's like, we want to be a proactive, you know, partner. And just, I just think that's an incredible example of what you did for your clients during that. Like, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. So you've already talked about how it's going to change a little bit. You know, you're kind of doing testing for chat GBT and all of that kind of those types of things. Uh, which is neat to think about. Um, and that's kind of a, a million dollar question right now in the IT space. Thinking about your kind of personal journey, what kind of made you decide to jump and start this business? Oh, man. So back 20 years ago, um, I was working for this little company that sells iPhones. I was working at a retail store and uh, they came out with the iPod mi- iPod mini or nano, I can't remember, whichever one the multicolored one was, and everything just exploded. And I very quickly realized that I was if, if I didn't leave, then I was never going to get out because I would be stuck. Apple was on the cusp of just exploding. And there was not a whole lot of vertical growth. Like there was there was nowhere to go uh, at my job. Um, so I was like, okay, I, I don't really want to do this. Like I enjoy working with businesses and people on solving their problems. I'm just tired of playing in the sandbox that I can. Uh, as an outside consultant, I can, you know, I've got the whole beach. I don't have to worry about any, you know, hard barriers on what we can do. The sky is really the limit. So I talked to my wife. I mean, this, this story is absolutely bonkers when, when I hear it now, because my wife and I were both uh, had very good jobs in the Chicago area. Um, and this was back in 2004 when they were giving out mortgages for any reason whatsoever. And we were in the Chicago area. We were trying to move because we had, a, I think he was two at the, one or two at the time. So he was, I had a young kid and we tried to find a house and we couldn't afford anything anywhere around where we we're at. So we're like, okay, well, we can either move towards Iowa, which means I got like an hour and a half commute each way, which sucks. I said, or we can move about the same distance east. And I was like, oh, well, there's Indianapolis. Like, let's take a look at Indianapolis. So we, you know, my wife and I drove down here and we were looking in a neighborhood and, and, you know, we started talking. I was like, okay, we should totally just move down here and start a business. Like, let's just do this. And I think the fact that I didn't know how hard it was and I didn't know that there's a chance for failure made it easier because looking back at it now, I'm like, oh my God, like we were nuts. So we built a house down here and our, both of our families are in Chicago. So we went to them like, hey, um, we love you, but we're moving to Indiana uh, just because we're trying to start a company and there's no room in Illinois. I, could, I can't afford, like, even the property taxes on houses in Illinois, in Chicago area were like four or five or 600 bucks a month just for the taxes. So we ended up moving down here and the mortgage company is like, oh, neither of you have jobs and you're starting a company? Sure, we'll give you a couple hundred thousand dollars for a house. So we built a house down here. And then I very quickly realized how hard starting a business was. I was like, oh, this is great. Like, I'll just, you know, post ads in a newspaper and we'll just take off. Because again, there was no Facebook, there was no like online, there, there was no like LinkedIn, or there was no social media really. So how did you grow a business 20 years ago? And it was very hard. I mean, there was like no BNI, there's no networking thing. There was no real way to communicate with people. And cell phones were crappy. Like they're all the dumb phones, like the Nokia phones that, you know, you had to do the T9 text. You had to hit like M three times in order to get, you know, or hit the number three times to get the letter. Like it was just bizarre. I explained this to my kids. They don't understand. So 
looking back at it, it was absolutely nuts that he did this. But as we've grown, like our operational maturity is is 20 years old. So we are mature enough to know what not to do. Like I've been advising other consultants that are like looking to start. I'm like, no, 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 you really probably shouldn't go that route. Like you should plan for this because here's what I experienced. And here's what others have experienced as well. So you, you know, pass on some of that knowledge just to help people out, get started because I didn't have anyone, right? There was no group to, you know, there's no Facebook groups to hang out with. There's no LinkedIn or anything like, no online. Here's how you start an IT company. No, none of that stuff existed. So we kind of just had to figure everything out and just either make it work or not. Do you remember those first years? Like what were those like first years like? I mean, sometimes it's like, hey, uh, the first five years of having a baby, like I don't even remember it. (laughs) Or it's like, you know, it's just like, or it's like, oh yeah, it's still there. It's still alive and well. Like I remember it. It was rough, you know, kind of deal. What was, what were the, when you think back on the first years of starting your business, what was it like for you? It was nuts because everything was so different. Like we were Apple partners. So we were in the Apple consultants network and had a great relationship with, with the Apple store. And they were kind of sending us stuff. And back then, like I would take everything. I mean, it was like, Oh, Hey, you need help setting up your Wi-Fi at your house. Sure. I'll come do that. I mean, nothing was good back then technologically. Like, like Wi-Fi was brand new. It stunk. Laptops were slow pieces of junk that had no battery. Like desktops were terrible. Like the screens are small. And I mean, nothing was as good as it is now. So like, there was no iPhone, like, oh, look, this thing just works all the time. No, nothing worked all the time. And Apple was, you know, coming out with OS 10 and they're like, you know, trying to figure things out. And Microsoft was trying to figure things out. And we were just trying to, it was just a bunch of people trying to figure everything out and how to do so many different things. I mean, it was crazy. Like, and especially because I lived on the South side of Indianapolis. So we were doing a lot of home stuff uh, because residential level technology was terrible. Like there was no uh, iCloud integration with everything working great. It was like, oh, hey, here's your music. I want to play it on my TV. Yeah, good luck, man. That is just not happening. <laughs> <laughs> or I want to put my music on a device to carry with me. Be like, yeah. So you have to physically connect it and like, oh, I want to share iTunes. Oh, the biggest one is sharing like iTunes libraries between people in your house because your kids had bought music, you had bought music and like, oh, I want to listen to this song my kids bought. It didn't work. So like we had to, you know, hotwire all this stuff up and get, I mean, it was just insane. Like we just did whatever we could to make money because I'm like, I got kids, I got a kid to feed, like I got a mortgage to pay. Like we're doing anything that brings in money. Now we've matured a little bit, uh, business wise, uh, me maturing. No, it's not really happening, but you know, business wise, like we can say no to things, right? Because we're like, oh, we just don't do that anymore. And that would probably have been one of the things I started off with is saying no more and focusing on what we wanted to do. Um, the issue is that I didn't know that at the time, because again, there was no way for me to ever know that because I didn't know anyone who could tell me that. So how did that evolve? Like, how did you come to the point where it's like, hey, we need to de- decipher ourselves where we were going to fit into the industry? Like at what point out of the 20 years did that come for you? So about seven, eight years ago, we made this, we made the decision to go from a break fix IT company to a managed services provider. And what a managed services provider is, is basically we, you know, it's a contract level IT engagement. So you're not just like, Hey, my Steve's computer is broken. Can you come fix it? No, 
It's, hey, we need to control all the technology in your, in your business because that's just what it requires these days. Like people, it was, and it was a hard transition because we'd been in business for so long. But at the same time, we had a lot of customers for a while because we were, we were pretty good. And we invited them to come on the journey with us. We didn't suddenly say, hey, we're, by the way, we're going to charge you monthly fees. Like, hey, you know, technology and business is evolving. Here are the steps we need to go through in order to better serve you. Um, it's just going to require more buy-in on, on your part. And what we did is we took like the monthly average of what these companies were paying us, raised it a little bit and said, this is when it's, it's going to cost you per month for this proactive service. And for the most part, everyone bought in. Like it was just like, okay, like, yeah, that sounds reasonable. Like I, I want to know, you know, it helps them plan for their budgets. It helps them plan for, uh, you know, knowing what they're going to be spending every month. So they're not like, oh, hey, one month was $100 and next month was $4,000. Like they can't plan for that either. So it helps both parties because, you know, we're trying to grow and plan our grow, you know, the strategy and all that. And it's hard to do. And you're like, oh, hey, uh, Kyle only spent 200 bucks of those, you know, last month, but 10,000 the month before. Like, it, you know, we try to even out our recurring revenue and that was a huge change for us because we actually could plan things. Like for the first time, I was like, okay, I know what's coming in every month. And then, you know, sometimes there were bad months or, you know, we, we would lose a client and be like, oh, like we don't have enough money to pay the bills. Okay, time to go find more clients. And then we'd start marketing real hard and then we'd get more clients and we'd be lazy, be like, okay, great. Last time we don't have to do that anymore. Um, and then... Uh, so that was a that was a big fundamental change on the business side, and then the next one was probably about two years ago. Um, so as my kids have grown, so I got three kids: uh, twenty one, sixteen, and twelve. And I've always been there for them. So my wife was historically been a teacher, and as we all know, teachers really can't take time off. So it would always fall to me if someone was sick uh, or someone had to do something. You know, they needed a chaperone or needed someone to come get them, pick them up, or whatever, because she's a teacher. And taking time off is probably, it's actually harder to take a day off than to go to work uh, as a teacher because you have to plan for lesson, you know, you have to plan for the sub, you have to write all this stuff up. So it's easier just to go to work. There's less work going to work. Um, and, and so at that, at this point, we're, you know, my wife and I are kind of looking at each other like, you know what? They really don't have field trips or things anymore. Like I could just work a little, I'm not looking to work all the time and, and, you know, not be there for my kids, but they're in after school activities. They're doing sports and stuff. I'm like, I don't have to pick anyone up at three o'clock or go do that. I'm like, why don't we just go nuts and grow the business? So we invested heavily into marketing. Um, we've got an outsource marketing company that's taken my ideas and put them out there and made them look really good. And we've just said, F it, let's grow. And we have just killed it the last. It takes a little bit. You know, marketing isn't like a light switch. It's like the dimmer you kind of slowly turn up and we're pretty bright right now. Like our marketing's worked very well. And we have uh, our pipeline from this year. If we land everything in our pipeline, we'll have probably we'll have doubled our revenue. Um, and we're already up 25% from last year. So these things are just snowballing onto each other. And now we're like, okay, we're growing. Like we're, hi we're hiring people. Like we're just doing this like legit. Like I've been around for 19 years. Let's actually just grow. This. Let's see what we can do with this. Because as I get older, I'm like, okay, I want to have some value to this business because I don't want to do it forever. And a, a lifestyle business can't be sold. So I want to have something. And honestly, like I can do this from almost anywhere. Like 
we could, I could, you know, I've taken vacations, I've been out West and I've just, you know, as people have needed me, I, you know, I can help them, you know, granted they don't come to me for support. If they do, I'm, I'm like, guys, look, I'm not the support person anymore. Everyone else knows more than me. Please stop, you know, texting me. But I have employees that do that. Like we have remote help desks uh, that can do things. So we've really evolved our offering and I'm trying to pull myself back as much as possible so I don't have to be the face of the company. I mean, granted, I still am, but I don't have, you know, when people need help, I'm not the person they think of. So that's been a huge, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not so prideful that I'm like, oh no, I need to be the face. I need to be involved. Hell no. I want to delegate everything. <laughs> the less I have to do, the happier I'll be. <laughs> well, I mean, I earlier on the call was just like, yeah, that takes time, which costs money, which, you know, like, how do we make that more efficient? So it's like, you know, I, I see that in you. It's just kind of like, no, it doesn't have to be me. Let's, let's make things efficient. That's the primary goal. Like, let's make it efficient. You know? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Then, Please don't call me for help. Like, especially because I'm always in meetings, like I'm doing, you know, I'm doing fun stuff. I've got two text messages and two emails from people. Granted, text messages are from my wife, but it's it, case in point, like I'm not available to answer those things right now. So if you're texting me or calling me for help, like, no, call the help desk. Like there's people waiting there to help you. Like, why are you calling me? <laughs> Please don't call me. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So when you think about kind of biggest personal professional test through kind of your evolution as a founder, as the president, what, what are some things that come to mind for you? As So I, I'll actually do three. I'll do personal, a combination, and then I'll do business. So the, the personal one was not understanding how much I had to put into this, like uh, of myself, like this business is like my heart and soul. Like I've done this for 20 years, but at the same time, it's not my identity. So I'm a father, I'm a husband. And oh yeah, by the way, I own an IT company. Like there, there are more important things in this world than running the business. And as knowing how to balance those things, that's crucial. I have a great relationship with my kids. Like my, my oldest son bought me Metallica concert tickets for Christmas. I'm like, oh yeah, let's go have fun. That's awesome. I know, right? That is so cool. And like, we've got season tickets uh, to the Indy 11 soccer with, with my middle kid. And then my youngest, my, my youngest kid, my daughter, um, she's my baby. And she, you know, whenever she has out of state soccer tournaments, she's like, I want that, you know, cause I'm, I'm more fun than my wife and my wife will fully admit that like I'm the fun one, but that's okay because I get to be the fun one because she takes everything seriously. So, you know, it's, it's knowing how to be good personally that you you can't do either the any of the other things until you take care of yourself, make sure you're healthy, make sure you can handle everything and make sure that you're at peace with everything going on because you can't do the business side if you're a hot mess mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, it, it doesn't work. On the business side, it was uh, knowing when to change things. And we decided uh, about six months ago, uh, we're going to raise all of our prices because our vendors raise the prices on us. And I'm like, look, we got to go big. Like we do things better. We're more, we, our technology is very deep. Like we do a lot, but we charge a lot. And sometimes that's not the best fit for companies with their, with their CFOs or budgets, fine, whatever. You're not going to offend me. But we decided, you know, if you want to work with us, this standard of excellence has to be adhered to. You know, you don't go to BMW and say, I want an M5, here's 20 grand. Like, that's cute. That's a down payment. Now, where's the other 100,000? 
Um, it, it, we're at that level. And I'm okay with that. I do not apologize for being that way. Like we run our business a certain way because I want to be profitable. I want to be able to pay my employees well. I want to be able to make sure everyone's got all the training and certification they need. And also we use that to give. So we have some nonprofits we work with like 91st place and we're walk, working with clubhouse and we are, are donating time and technology to them uh, because they're, they're groups that are doing very important work that shouldn't let technology hold them back. Like they're, they're dealing with people with adults with mental illness that you know, need help succeeding. Uh, they're dealing with kids that don't have places to, you know, don't have a roof over their head or food in their stomachs. Like what I'm doing is just you know, in the grand scheme of things, like we're helping businesses out, but they're helping people. Like I want to make sure they have everything they need to be successful. So we work with them and we, we donate like uh, 91st street, uh, 91st place. They were working on like 13 inch laptops. I'm like, no, we don't do that. Like I've got a 40 inch screen here. I got a 27 inch over here. I'm like, I'm like, how many monitors do you need? They're like four. I'm like done. I went to Amazon, bought them some monitors, came in, installed them. Like, look, it, it was not that much money. It was not that much time, but it helped them do better work. I said, if you ever need anything else, like here, you know, come to us. So, you know, that's why we charge what we charge. So we can, you know, we have the capabilities of helping people that need help. And the, the, the combo one um, was a very hard situation because um, we got, we, we, we've lost clients throughout the years. I mean, people have, you know, they've been, they come, our clients have been acquired or they've, you know, made choices to go in-house or whatever. Well, uh, one of our largest clients, all of a sudden out of the blue, just decided, Oh yeah, by the way, we're, we're hiring an in-house person. Uh, we, uh you know, and it was contract negotiation time. So the contract was up like in 60 days, that money was just going to be gone. I, you know, I was like, Oh, well, bad word here. Um, I was like, okay. So then I went back and, you know, and I looked at the books and I'm like, we don't have enough money. Like, unfortunately, like it was a large enough client that I'm like, okay, I don't have enough money to, to pay employees, to pay myself, to put food on my table. Like, and that just weighs on you. You know, if people don't understand, like, that's like one of the few things that only business owners understand, like that, Hey, we don't have enough money. So I, you know, I talked over with my wife. I'm like, I got to work a lot. Like we got to find more business and I got to, you know, cause otherwise I'm going to have to pay us less. And that doesn't work when you have three kids. Um, and they enjoy food, they need to eat. So we need to make sure that they have enough. So I probably spent about two that I spent that two months building, uh, just, just marketing and networking and doing everything. And what was interesting is that that actually happened twice in our existence. Um, and both times we came out stronger, we came out better. Uh, we came out uh, with better clients. Um, we, we, we looked at the, at the revenue they were bringing in and realizing it wasn't as profitable as we thought it was. Um, and this last time it happened, we actually realized that they're taking a lot of time, uh, which is you know, the, the one commodity we have that you know, is limited is time. So it made us better by them leaving and, and we could go get clients that fit our business model better. And I'm not even joking with you. We signed a, uh, the, the last time it happened was this past summer. And we signed a client for twice as much revenue uh, within 60 days of them leaving. And it's been nuts. And now we've got like, we were, you know, when we said F it before, we're just going to raise our prices. We're just going to provide excellent service. Like that's what we believe. 
And that's our message. And like, there's no negotiating on that. There's no like, hey, is there any discount? No, there's not. I'm sorry. This is what it is. And that message has just carried us because people want to work with us now. Like they seek us out because we are a premium service that provides that excellent level of service to them. And that's something that you, that, that a lot of people in our industry don't understand uh, because they're like, oh, well, my cost is 25 bucks a user. I'm going to charge 60 bucks a user. And yeah, great. I made 100% profit. No, like you need more than that because you have to pay for things and a certain level of comfort in your business. And, you know, hey, I like making money. I like being profitable. Those are important things for growth. So why would I not focus on those? And those decisions have been real defining moments in our company that will carry us forward um, into the future. Yeah, I mean, what resonates to me is that you understand your value and you're not going to budge on it. And you're not playing the game of racing to the bottom, you know, like it's just kind of like holding to who you are, knowing who you are, what you produce and standing by it. And actually what's happening is you're gaining more and more respect and understanding for who you are as a company within the marketplace, which I think for your clients, that's just got to feel good to know that you're representing yourselves that way. So it's just, that's amazing stuff. I really appreciate all that. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. And it's funny because we were just talking to a nonprofit. And they were like, well, do you have any nonprofit discounts? I'm like, yeah, we do. I'm like, and like, so here's, here's where our discounts start. I'm like, if you're just a regular nonprofit, but you actually operate just like a business, I'm like, you get a 0% discount. I said, <laughs> but if you're, if you're helping kids that don't have food and don't have a roof over their head, I give you like a 90% discount. I said, where on that scale do you fall? They're like, never mind. The first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, because that's important, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's great. That's great. Oh, this has been delightful, Ryan. I really appreciate it. Okay, a couple couple of last minute questions, then I'll let you kind of be able to kind of share more about how people can get in contact with you. How do you maintain your entrepreneurship pace? And you know, how do you recharge? Actually, they're kind of both. Uh, they're kind of intermingled together. So um, when I'm done with work, I'm done with work. Uh, when I go home at night, like I've done this for a long time, we're a little bit more stable of a company. Um, I, when I'm done, I'm done. Like when I leave, like today is a perfect example. My kids got a, my, my daughter, my six, my six year old, my sixth grade daughter, uh, is racing on the, the varsity middle school track, uh, for the first time. And she's like terrified. I'm like, you know what? We're going to, we're all going to go to your track meet. Um, so when I'm done, like I'm going to pack up my laptop, put it in my bag and I'm done with work. Uh, and then I'm going to go be a track dad, which if you've never been a track dad, uh, you should absolutely do that because there's no, there's nothing quite like sitting for three hours to watch your kid wa- run for like 30 seconds. It's, a, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, especially when it's cold, especially when it's raining. Um, so yes, that's being a track dad. Uh, and you know, by recharging, I have hobbies outside of this. Like, um, I like to go, uh, when it's nice out, I, I love gardening. Like I get away from technology. I'm an avid pepper grower. So I uh, have like 50 different varieties of peppers I'll grow. And then I'll make seasoning and spices and all that. Um, it gets me away from doing technology. I know you're, you're like, what? <laughs> yes, I make my own seasonings. Um, and it, it's a hobby I do uh, in, uh, outside of work because that's what recharges me. Um, and I'll take days off, you know, like, okay, I've worked way too much. Uh, we're, I'm going to take today off and I'm just going to be out of the office and I'm going to 
go take a nap and hang out with my dogs and, you know, maybe go for a hike or something, you know, you have to take care of your mental health. And that's a whole other podcast episode, take care of your mental health. But yes. Um, in fact, that's actually what our first one was about three years ago. <laughs> so that's, you know, it's still, it's still, it's actually more important now because everyone's kind of squeezing down on us. Uh, but it, it's really just making sure you take care of yourself and, and doing things that are be a little bit selfish for you and do the things that you enjoy. I mean, I got a wife, I got three kids, two cats and two dogs. If I did everything everyone else wanted all the time, I'd never have any time for myself. So I get up early in the morning. I, you know, read, I, I, I read fiction all the time. I don't, I don't read a whole lot of business stuff. Um, and I just relax, you know, just, you know, I get up early, I go to the gym, I work out, you know, I have hobbies for me that make me feel better. And then I can do my job better. Um, yep. and that helps with the entrepreneurial side because at some, you know, we take a, like, I'll take, I'm taking a, like a legit vacation, um, this summer. I'm like, I love it because I'm going to be on a cruise. Nobody can get a hold of me. I can't get a hold of them. Uh, this is great. Like I'll have staff take care of all the hard stuff. Payroll is going to run without me. Like invoices are going to send without me. Payments are going to happen without me. Like, this is great. Like I don't have to do anything for like a week and a half. Like amazing. <laughs> that's, that's sweet. That's real cool. Um, what's, <clears throat> if people want to get in contact with you, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you, Ryan? Uh, email is great. It's ryan at myitindy.com. Um, or you can visit me on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn all the time. I'm a very social person. I, I use LinkedIn as a marketing tool uh, for our business. We don't sell. We produce educational content that we post there. And we talk about things that are important to business owners. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm on there all the time. Facebook, eh, kind of, sort of. Uh, but I'm on LinkedIn all the time. Uh, look me up, Ryan Grimes. I'm going to be happy to connect with people. Please don't send me uh, a pitch slap as soon as we connect. Like I don't, I will unfollow you and block you. Um, please don't send me things on 10xing my revenue or lead gen or, or marketing <laughs> services. Like I'm good. Like if you knew, if you actually looked at our content and be like, oh, this guy actually does the stuff I'm going to try to sell him. So <laughs> that's hilarious. I love it. Yeah. Thanks for that. Um, Ryan, it's been such a, uh, just a privilege to be able to have you on the show. And, um, you know, maybe before two years from now we'll, or three years from now, we'll have you back on. And, I'd love to be back on. This would be great. I mean, and honestly though, like, I think there's something to the mental health piece. So on the savage to sage bit, like for us, we kind of dip our toe in the idea of what does good mental health look like for a founder and for a leader. Um, but you know, one of the things that we want to evolve this podcast into being is more of like, how does it, what does it look like to finish well as, uh, as a leader and what needs to be in place in order for that to happen? So I think that's kind of a bit more of the evolution that is to come with this podcast. So excited how that will continue in the future. So again, thanks for the time. Hope to have you back and, uh, yeah, we'll be in touch. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be on here. Thank you for listening to today's interview. To view show notes or hear more episodes, please visit www.savagetosage.com.